Welcome to Bite Size Jazz, your weekly taste of new albums and new artists, with new episodes coming out every Tuesday. You can check for updates on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for Bite Size Jazz. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for joining me. Our next guest is an incredible vocalist with an album coming out very soon. In fact, it's coming out this Friday, March 19th. I had the great opportunity to chat with Veronica Swift about her album, This Bitter Earth. She's released a couple of singles from it already, and if you haven't heard them yet, you really got to go check them out. Veronica says that she begins the concept for her albums years in advance, and in fact, the music for this album was recorded two years ago. She says that she knew she wanted to do a record that was a commentary on global issues, but not necessarily a political activism kind of record, something that could speak to everyone. It's interesting how like, the ideas that you had then are still so um, relevant now. Yeah, I mean, it's like it makes me wonder, like, <laughs> I guess if we've been having these problems for so long, well, how much longer do we have to endure them? But no, I, I, <laughs> I hope that this record brings some light, you know, sheds some light on these issues and in different ways for people. Yeah, kind of like um, on the sports page, which is funny because that song was originally written so long ago, talking about, you know, mm-hmm. the news and, you know, how much it's hard to rely on it, which is so true in our day, just as much as it was then. I guess that that means it's always been true then, you know, it's since there was an opportunity for that kind of thing, you know, there is someone out there who will utilize that. <laughs> um, so I yeah, guess our true. job as artists is just to really, you know, bring those matters to light. And actually for me, I have a very dark sense of humor. So uh, I'm very cynical and like sarcastic. So I think that song is like a perfect uh, representation, you know, of my, my personality in terms of my humor on that. It honestly, it fit it perfectly, especially in all these songs, because you didn't, like, come out and say exactly what you thought was a problem or not, but you said it in a sarcastic way that kind of let us know, be like, oh, you know, this is an issue here. Yeah, and I, I, cause I that's the thing. when you, you have to have variety on this kind of, a record, especially a record like this, because if every song is heavy and if every song is, you know, like, oh, like, this is how I feel, then it's just monotonous and it just gets to be, like, come on, like, give us some release. You know, that's like, you know, when you watch a movie, there's, like, comic relief and there's little light moments. And so that song is, some, is like a moment of comic relief for the record. But after all the different versions of what I'm supposed to know, I wind up understanding even less. But then I turn to the sports page and Aaron Judge made an error. Now how could they report it any fairer? must have got in his eyes Cause there it was on the sports page Just a simple facts I'm finding Not another X somebody's grinding Can't change the score by telling lies And I also love how you, you find these songs that they fit so well in the jazz repertoire, so to speak, but they're not like the huge standard hits that everyone sings over and over and over again. I mean, how do you go mm-hmm. about finding these songs? <laughs> Um, and believe me, I also do love singing songbook as well, but I tend to like to just, for the most part, stick to traditional styles when I'm singing songbook because it's like I can't hear it any other way. It's just, to me, it's perfect in that style. Um, so that's why I like to look for these kinds of songs. And, of course, you know, I mean, this sports page is, you know, that's I, that's a jazz song. I mean, it's, I the, for example, that song, Dave Frischberg and Bob Drew, those those have been, like, I've known Bob growing up, and Dave Frischberg, these are names that I knew growing up, and so I really just, 
I listen to, and you have to, it's our job as, art, as musical artists is to listen to so much music. You have to just like keep, like every day I put on one or two records I've never listened to before. You know, and you listen to the full records, not just Spotify playlists, but like, you know, full on records. And, and for me, like a lot of the songs I find, you know, my mom knows who knows me better than I know myself. She'll, and she's of course a great jazz vocalist. And so she knows, she has a huge library of songs, so she shares stuff with me, and um, and she knows that like I'm trying to push, you know, because people like to say, oh, she's a songbook singer, she's a bebop singer, she's this, and so my mom understands my goal is to try to break that and just be known as a singer, and so she finds me songs that maybe are e- not even like in jazz repertoire. She's like, this you could do something with this. This is cool, and. and um, I think the song Sing, which is on there, it's, you'll hear it on the record. That I heard a drag queen saying at a bar. So, like, you know, it's just like sometimes it's completely random, but I don't believe. I believe that the universe kind of hears a song for you to do something with it, and you have to take the opportunity. That's really cool. You can find that art and everything. And also you're also, like, always trying to push your boundaries. Um, I heard that you have a heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's more like rock and roll, but there's heavy metal. It's, rock, okay. it's also a it's a rock opera, so there's like each song is kind of a different genre. You know, it's like you know, kind of a narrative about my life through college. Um, and I mm-hmm. just, it was a way for me that rock and roll was a way for me to just really express frustration and anger as I was dealing with in my life, like my father's cancer and my house burnt down and all this stuff. We were selling the farm, and I was just like, screw life at that point. Like. But instead of moping around, I, like, made something out of it. So that's what – and for me, that's always a part of who I am. And I hopefully I could do something with that, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's uh, – I can totally understand why you'd be frustrated. That's awful. Yeah. You know, a lot of – I have a lot of uh, times in my – especially when I was younger, I'm trying to, you know, be more – become established. But when older people would look at a young person singing and think, oh, well, what does she know? And she's not been through anything. And, you know, I always tell people, like, don't age is not always an indicative of experience so you know like like what billy strayhorn he wrote lush life at like 16 it's crazy yeah seriously you're like you don't know me you don't know what i've been through <laughs> just yeah it's like avoid like the but absolutely <laughs> like that's but of course it's like yeah. well, this, you know it's a chance for you to get to know my story so i'd like to know yours everyone's got one mm-hmm. it's true mm-hmm. and so I guess because you've had so many different experiences in your life and this album is about a lot of the issues going on around the world. Is that kind of why you called it this bitter earth because there's so many bitter experiences here on earth? I mean, I, I called the album this bitter earth because of the song. I mean, the song, which I really see as a poem, it's more like a musical poem that I see that song as just, I couldn't find a better song to really capture and nor could I write a better song to capture where we are as a, as a, as a planet. Um, and of course, Downbeat actually made a reference to Strange Fruit, which I had always felt like this bitter earth was like the other side of the coin of Strange Fruit. At least, I know Strange Fruit's on the issue of racism, but I mean like in terms of like just the, the, the you can almost, when you listen to the song Strange Fruit, you can taste the bitterness and what Strange Fruit indeed, you know, like that's what I've just, i always thought that this bitter earth was like the other side of the coin like you know here's here's where we're at and then here's where we can be if we come together and really just keep ourselves in check I always had that kind of 
gut-wrenching feeling, especially listening to a lot of the songs on this record. Um, but this Bitter Earth always, I mean, the last lyric kills me in the best way, like just gives me like the warmth that is it's so that we so need. And this Bitter Earth may not be so bitter after all. It's like, you know, guess who I saw today? You know, guess who I saw today? And she goes through this whole story, and then at the end, it was you. So you have to wait to the end to get where we are. That's okay, I see. That's where we are. This is actually where we are. Look at all these wonderful things that we that have been happening during this lockdown. I've seen it as a blessing mm-hmm. and a curse, and you know that's another reason why I wanted to release it after we see things changing. Because this bitter earth may not be so bitter after all. I'm just someone may answer my call, and this bitter earth. before because obviously there's so many like hard things have been going on but you said there's been like it's been a blessing and a curse so what are some of the I guess what are mm-hmm. some of the good things you've seen come out of it well I it's just given me a chance to just restructure my life I mean before while I'm really grateful for the opportunities I've been given and I wouldn't change it of course you, and when you're young you have to pay your dues but it was really I was working myself to the bone um, for a few years there uh, especially like 2018, 19. I mean, it was like 250, 280 days of the year I was just on the road. And I never really had a chance to, to really be, I don't know, be a 24, 25-year-old, you know. Uh, to have regular kind of relationships was, I just, at that time I realized it's not in the cards for me. Like to have regular dating life and this and that, it's just not in the cards if I'm to continue like this. I had I didn't think that I could actually have a career and still like have time. So I think this time off has given me a chance. I'm not only to like work on other creative endeavors of mine. Like I've been writing and I started shooting a film that kind of actually mirrors some of the issues in this bitter earth. And you know, just of course like the time off to be with my family. Um, but but really, it's just allowed me to restructure my life, and I'm so grateful. I wouldn't have been able to do it without something like this. I hate yeah. to say because obviously I, I, you know, don't want to, you know, I don't want to diminish it, all of the suffering that we've been through. It's been kind of like an unprecedented time to just, like, take a step back and evaluate anything, you know, everything in your life. And mm-hmm. I think it's cool that you also got to get into some of your other creative endeavors. I mean, like, can you talk a little bit about this film you're shooting? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say too much because we're still shooting it, but, it's called Dear Old Stockholm. It's a film about uh, Stockholm Syndrome, which, of course, is when you, a person gets, is kidnapped and then falls in love with their captor. In film and other endeavors that I don't get to do with jazz, I get to kind of have these really, these really extreme uh, metaphors for things that, like, for example, this movie is a metaphor for being in an abusive relationship that you kind of don't want to get out of, which is what I touch on on this bitter earth there's a lot of there's a couple songs on there that are actually like from the point of view of the person who doesn't want to be doesn't want to leave the relationship and believes it's good for them so yeah this this movie is kind of just a really dramatic version of that he 
there's another I can't have another for important issue but what makes you want to bring it out and talk about it it's really not necessarily what we say but how we say it i that kind of thing for me um i wanted to with with this record i wanted to kind of present a different uh take on domestic abuse um of course like we look at as outsiders looking in we look at a relationship that has that if we're aware it's, it's existing we of course want to help our friend or help whoever's in there. Like you need to get out, you need to get out. And that may not always, sometimes isn't always the best option. And that a person actually has to want to leave. It's like, you can lead a horse to the trough, but you can't make it drink. You know, you can, you can present it like this is not, you can give it, you know, a person like this is not good for you. So now let the other person has to make their own decisions. Right. And who are we to say what's right for someone, but, you know, I just really with those songs and with this movie, I wanted to, you know, still present that this is a horrible thing, but I want everyone to feel represented and I don't want anyone to feel like victimized. I want them to feel empowered. Even with those kinds of songs, there's room for, to feel empowered with that. So, and it's, and it's really an eerie song. I mean, I, I remember hearing it, the original for the first time by the crystals. And I just was like, Oh my God, <laughs> what is this song? It's so bad. It's so good. It's like, why do I like this song so much? It's kind of the juxtaposition of how bouncy it was and yet eerie and creepy in this lyrics by Carol King. It made me feel exactly what, what it would feel like in, a, in an abusive relationship. It's like, it's so wrong. It's so right, it, but it feels right. I feel like I'm supposed to be here. I don't want to leave. It's bad. It's good. It's bad for me. It's good for me. He's terrible, but he's also good. I mean, it's, it's Presenting all those conflicting emotions. And that's why I wanted to include that song on the record. Yeah, like you said, it's just like uh, people in that situation, it's hard to like see how they feel from the outside. So it's mm-hmm. really interesting that you could bring their perspective in. And that must be so hard like from someone watching on the outside wanting to help them, but like not knowing how to. Yeah, especially if like, you know, a lot of people to try to help, of course, it's out of the goodness of their heart. Some people really don't understand what it's like. And so, I'm hoping also to, not just for people who have experienced it, but for pe- people who haven't experienced it, I'm trying to present this, this perspective so that they might see it from someone else's eyes. Yeah, exactly. Because I think probably mm-hmm. one of the first steps to helping someone is being able to listen and hear what it's like from their perspective and instead of just saying, here, I have your solution, take it. Exactly. I was kind of curious, too, about, about your album, about the uh, album cover that you picked for it. What made you pick that particular picture? Right when I moved to New York, um, I started working with some management, but they're like, you need new photos. And I was like, great. So they set up a photo, a photo shoot they, with Bill Westmoreland, who's, of course, he's styled and worked with, uh, with Maplethorpe. And he's, he's styled, you know, everyone from Patti Smith. Like, he's, he's just been around. He knows he's a great photographer. And, you know, we took some, like, great 
stock photos and we use them for promotional stuff. And then he was like, I want to try because we started to get to know each other. And he's like, I, I feel like there's more to you than this. Like we need to work. We, let's try this. And he put a hood on me and um, started spraying water in my face. And, he, and I was showing him Vera Icon, my rock and roll stuff. And he was like, where's Vera? We want to see her. And so then that photo, like, came out of it. And he has photographed so many famous people and models and everybody. And he's like, this is one of the best photos I've ever taken. And for him to say that, like, there was just something spiritual about it. I mean, the, the songs I picked for this album, that photo, I mean, it, it just kind of, I've just let it happen. I didn't feel like I've. I was making any decisions, especially for myself. I just felt like it was like the spirit, you know, whatever you believe in. That's what's been holding the reins on this project. And so that, that picture just kind of encompasses all of the things that this record has to say. And it also encompasses my personality. I mean, I'm not only the, you know, I not only this, actually being the glamorous jazz singer, you know, with the, that's like one small part of me. Then there's like, you know, the rock and roll of the 1970s, you know, then there's the heavy metal, like goth, you know, almost like she's like, my alter ego is a nun. So for me to have this hood, it kind of, I wanted to like capture some of Vera icons, you know, her nun and her personality. And I mean, she's, that's mm-hmm. the thing, like her, her persona is that she's struggling with her faith. And that's what we're doing. We're also struggling to find who we are right now. Like in the midst of all this, so that just, it all just came together. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. We've been listening to an interview with vocalist Veronica Swift for Bite Size Jazz. Her full album, This Bitter Earth, will be available this Friday, March 19th. And in the meantime, you can check out the great single she already has released. Just head to any major streaming platform or purchase the music from Amazon Music, iTunes, or her website, veronicaswift.com. You can also listen to more interviews with artists like this from Bite Size Jazz on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Breaker. Like and subscribe to stay up to date with the latest interviews. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for listening to Bite Size Jazz.